After infiltrating the Citadel of 10,000 Pearls, Octavia and Carhoon, <clears throat> I mean Butch, still have to convince the Merit Lords to hear them out. Will they get their audience? Will they get captured? And what lows will they have to sink to in order to finish this mission? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello everyone and welcome to Me, My Spouse and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir. And beyond. <laughs> and beyond. And all the lands that have been ravaged by war against monsters for... You know, maybe 15 years or so. Or longer. Did I throw you off You there? did a little bit, but hey. That's I, what I was trying. I, I was zigged when you for. zagged. So I, yep. Right? Isn't that what you do? I don't know. A yes and. Zigging ended. while you zag isn't necessarily yes standing, I think. Is that a bad thing to zig when someone zags? Not necessarily, but it means you go one way when they are trying to get you to go get another kind of i was more meaning I'd, I'd try to pick up on it and just be like yeah go yeah, with the, go with go the, with the flow. flow yeah that's not quite the same as zigging while someone uh, else okay is in the plane of water yeah going with the flow the flow the currents the tides I'm supposed to laugh at my pun here it's payback for the one time that i threw you exactly off when i was like and she's currently in the plane of water and you're yeah. like Wait, what the Moir and Beyond is where we're at right now. That is true. Pretty fun. I mean, I guess the Plane of Water's probably been plagued with, with monsters if they have Aboleth here. Like, oh, yeah, there's definitely yeah. there's definitely creepy crawlies around yeah. here. So well, definitely stuff that you're going to have to deal with. I wonder what well, what would be the aquatic version of a creepy and crawly, uh, a swimmy and a... A swimmy swammy? A swimmy swammy. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound as gross as a creepy crawly. A swimmy yeah. swimmy is just like, aww. Well, I guess you can have creepy crawlies in the ocean, too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, lobsters are basically creepy crawlies of the ocean. That's true. They it's are delicious. They are ocean cockroaches. Man, I could go for a lobster right now. I'm not know. a huge lobster fan. I, I know, but I am, so. Well, I haven't had them for a long time, so maybe I should give it another go. Lobster. Duh. I think it was there was too much butter, and my poor little tongue was like, "It's too rich." No, I feel ill. I had too much butter. <laughs> no such thing as too much butter. Oh man, well, no such thing, man. <laughs> no, I want some. I want some crab legs. I take some really good crab cakes right now. I haven't had. There was we went to uh, last summer. We went to a seafood place, mm -hmm. and I was really excited because on their website they had soft shell crab on the menu, and I was like, "This is gonna be delicious." I cannot wait. We got there and it wasn't on their menu. Yeah. And I was really, really, really disappointed. Because understandably, like, we're in Pittsburgh. The the, the options of, of great seafood, it's not like a city replete with seafood yeah. options. Especially because, <laughs> yeah. like, we had we had this really, really amazing fish market called Woolies, um, like, in the Strip District area um, that was, like, super old, had been there for, for decades and decades type of thing. Um, and it recently closed, which was really sad. See, I don't... I think it closed. Google says it's still open because I'm looking at it right now. But they, they're selling. I guess maybe they moved because they were traditionally always in this big old warehouse, and they're selling that building. That building is currently for sale. 
maybe it was just the giant building with the with the fish thing on it. Yeah, there was always there was this the, giant warehouse that had like a outline of a fish on the side, basically like Christmas lights, but huge. You know, it's like mural size, so it would have been gigantic. I think the actual like fish market itself is still open because Google says it's open. Really? Oh. And they still have an active website, so I think maybe just ju- the the building with the mural got. Well, what's the address? Where's their location? What are they saying their location is? Everyone who's not from Pittsburgh or not familiar with Pittsburgh is probably super not interested. Seventeen Eleven Penn Ave. Oh, okay, so still like close to downtown. No, it's in the Strip. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, it's where it used to be. I, I guess maybe they're just selling the building and I we'll think, figure out where they're going to operate if someone purchases it. Well, I think the market's not in that giant building. It is. That's the market we've been to. I don't think it's still open though. Okay. Well. Regardless, they're at least selling the building, and maybe something's going to happen to the market. Hmm. Now we are now in an investigative, investigative streak. There was this really cool mural. Um, uh, Woolies owned another building, or they had an agreement with another building here close to downtown of Pittsburgh, and they had this mural on that building, which had been there for decades. Um, and it was just kind of a really cool uh, different icons from Pittsburgh. And then because it was it was a mural that was an agreement, you know, made with Woolies, there was a big pan, frying pan in the front, and it had a big fish in it. And it was fish. and it was kind of like space colored. It has like these purples. It was a really like really cool mural. Um, and recently, the building that the mural was on got purchased. Um, and, it, and the building got turned into apartments. Yeah. And the mural was promptly. So, so the market, this place is still open. The giant building with the mural on it is not. Oh. So fear not. Okay, never mind. Like maybe uh, one listener who's actually from the area. <laughs> right. Woolies is still kicking. Hush my mouth. I was. I thought that I saw that it was closing for good, and then I saw the building was for sale, and was just like. I mean, That's so too bad. Yep. So, so I guess there's still some options there out there. They have options. good sushi. They do have very good sushi and really good fresh stuff. So. They do have some. They have some decent if, fresh stuff. If our listeners, if you're making a trip to Pittsburgh for one reason or another, highly recommend. Oh, highly recommend. Very good. Very fun. Very fun. It very like good. Fish, it's obviously. obviously it smells like fish. So if you don't like fish, maybe don't. Go maybe there. don't. But if you it's like also fish, still intre- even if you don't like to eat fish, it's still interesting to look at. It's a cool place. Uh, they have also this <laughs> this so. cool uh like uh kind of like almost farmers market area where they have you know stuff from other locally made Pittsburgh stuff like we had some orange juice randomly from there like Did, yeah and it uh, was like super super freshly squeezed and everything it was delicious because you can get like cheeses that are locally made and some other cool stuff like that so there is stuff for the non non fish enthusiast so if you're coming down to to the old berg ye old berg ye old berg the old Pittsburgh. After you stop by, what are the other major? After you stop by all the other ones, go hit Woolies. It's very yummy. Yeah, go to the Strip District in Pittsburgh. It's really fun. It's good. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Come to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's an amazing city. Come to Pittsburgh. Come to Pittsburgh. 412, baby. Weather could be better. Weather could be better. But we there's a lot of other stuff to make up for it. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Usually. But most most of the time we're bad summers and bad winters and very little sun but hey but hey we we're we here. love it we're here we're we here. like it we're doing good it has a way of growing itself on you yeah <laughs> maybe it's stockholm syndrome but hey you know, one way or the other it all works out in the end roads might look like a plate of spaghetti but <sighs> oh 
Anyway, we're not. We're not going to get into Pittsburgh roads right now. We're not going to get into Pittsburgh roads right <laughs> this now. This is your your pen dot podcast. I have There's my a pothole own, on center. I have my own moan uh, opinions on <laughs> the state of the roads here at Pittsburgh, and not just like potholes and stuff, just like the actual design of where everything goes. But I could fill a whole podcast <laughs> with just that. So we won't we won't delve that far into uh, the inner rantings of me and city design and city planning and things like that. Well, I mean, you were inspired. Yeah, you didn't come here. You didn't come here to listen to me complain about the roads in the city that I live. You came here to listen to me do some dungeon mastery. (laughs) To weave a tale. To To weave a tale, so to speak. To run a game. And that's what I'm going to do, dang it. Well, I was just thinking that you probably were inspired by the Pittsburgh roads, by the the winding around fish tunnels. So there you go. I wasn't. Maybe not consciously anyway, but maybe I was. <laughs> Subconsciously. I there. Anyway, to the fantasy world that is not Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but is in fact, wouldn't it be funny if this whole time we were talking about like Pittsburgh somewhere else? Like I'm sure there's like a Pittsburgh, Indiana. I think there's a Pittsburgh in California. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Like we're the we're the one that you don't think about. (laughs) The one without the H. Just like where uh, how many Hollywoods are there? Be like we're we're in Hollywood. It's like no, not not that Hollywood. The other Hollywood or Miami University of Ohio. Oh gosh, don't don't even give me or Indiana University of Pennsylvania. All of those. Oh yeah, goodness. That's so confusing. So confusing. Anyway, we're in Moving on. we're in a mystical land, very unsimilar to Pennsylvania. <laughs> Not at all similar to Pennsylvania. Called the Citadel of Ten Thousand Pearls in the Plain of Water. Ooh. I think you can get there on two seventy nine. Yeah, just take three seventy six over to the Plain of Water. It'll be fine. Over there by the airport. That's the kind of plane you mean, right? Yeah. You just made your way through a kitchen mm-hmm. with a shark that looks like Gordon Ramsay. Indeed. Snuck your way through very, very close by the skin of your shark. Just, just skated through. Followed a, a waiter delivering a tray of appetizers and then entered into a chamber that you would guess is housing these married lords that you have heard all about. Mm-hmm. You find yourself in a huge chamber that just looks like a vertical tunnel that goes all the way from the bottom all the way up to the top of this tower above the surface of the water. Currently, there are 12 ivory pillars stationed around the far end of the room. There's a few other doorways out of this chamber. On top of each of these pillars is a Merid Lord, you would guess. They are large, sort of round creatures, stubby little arms that end in, like, hands with webbing between the fingers, faces with Spines coming out the top and fins on the cheeks. Big fish lips and beady little fish eyes that look more intelligent than the fish you're used to. They're wearing finery 
jewelry, necklaces, bracelets, rings, all just like decked out in, in gold, silver, platinum, jewels, gemstones, overflowing with riches, fine clothing. You're not sure how it holds up under the water, but it does <laughs> somehow. And all of their torsos end in a little whirlpool of water rather than legs or feet or tails or fins. In the center of this room, you have found yourself. Two merfolk guardians have swum... I'm going to have to get my tenses on swim, swam, swum, right, because... <laughs> Goodness, I still don't know when do you swam, swimmed, swum. I'm sure any you use will be fine and understandable. They did swim up to you. <laughs> there you go. And they are pointing hefty spears in your direction. As all of these married lords atop these pillars are eating these delicious appetizers you saw going out. As you look around the rest of this chamber... There are other creatures in it besides yourself, the guards, and the married lords. Oh, okay. In fact, you look over and sort of near the center with what looks like some sort of floating board or like a display of some kind is another married. Obviously not a married lord or it would be on one of these pillars, but it looks like it's making a case to the rest of these married lords about something. Mmm. You can't quite see what is specifically on that board. It's kind of like a fantasy PowerPoint, but it <laughs> it it is in mid gesture pointing to this poster or this figure or whatever is up on the other side of this board and it was mid sentence when you came in and made your grand entrance. The married lord in the center, not that there's a real center in 12 cuz it's an even number, but it's on a pillar that's slightly higher than the other ones as they sort of descend around it. Points a fishy finger at you and says... You don't understand what it says because you don't speak Aquan, but everyone else seems to get the picture. And the guards level their spears and sort of prod you up against the wall into one corner. Okay. You can resist if you'd like. No, I'll put my, my hands up and I'll... I'll, I'll try it i guess in common um to basically be like you know sorry for the interruption we uh are coming in peace i guess mm -hmm. the the one you know says that and these two guards get you up against the wall spears like right one of them's like right under your throat yeah. and one of them is at uh shark butch shark uh right in his torso mm -hmm. tummy this is just like a shark flopping around oh. And another one of these married lords shouts over something else. After a few moments, more merfolk guards oh dear. rush from another of these doors into the chamber and surround you at this point. But you get the sense that whatever they were saying, part of it was, I don't know who you are, but we'll deal with you in a second. Okay. Because they then gesture to this merit in the center with the board and the pointer to sort of like finish your stuff up and then we'll deal with you. <laughs> Sounds good. So you sit there for the next few minutes as this married garbles and bubbles and 
makes whatever point it is going to make. Roll a perception check. Alrighty. 21. As this merit sort of... It's hard to tell from what it's saying, but it sounds slightly nervous. Maybe because you just popped in and like... Yeah. Threw it off its game or oh whatever. Oh god, you've been preparing for this presentation? This is... This is... Uh, <laughs> Fantasy Shark Tank right here. But as it turns and like is making a gesture, you see a belt <gasps> with a big purple gemstone in the center of it. Okay. It goes on for several minutes. After a little while, you see it sort of concludes. It maybe flips a page back on, on this display. Still, You still can't see the front of it, so you're not sure what it's selling or informing them about. Maybe it's even a report. Maybe it's trying to make a pitch. Maybe it's selling them something. You're not sure. A merit lord in the center responds at, at, as this draws to a close. They don't clap, but there's a, a brief period of back and forth where some of the lords ask some questions and the presenter responds in kind. As it seems like this whole shebang is wrapping up, the uh, Merid with the purple gemstone belt folds up the little display case, tucks it under its arm, and goes up and, you know, starts thanking individually the Merid lords from right to left. So sort of swims up and is like, well, thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. Reaches out, shakes the webbed hand, moves on to the next thank you, you know, etc., etc., uh, roll another oh, no. perception check. It's an assassination attempt! Ooh, 12. So it goes through the first five. Oh no. And as it's going towards the one on the slightly elevated pillar, you see its hand sort of <gasps> duck behind its back. No! And you can make out the glisten of a ring on its finger, and it just sort of inverts the ring. Just twists it on its finger. No! And then starts to extend the hand for a handshake. What do you do? Um, I, okay, okay. I release the polymorph on Butch. I cast Control Water, and I make it be. I remove. I can. I can make water part mm -hmm. if I cast Control Water. So I make the water part around my head so I can talk. And I also part the water that's um, right underneath, that's surrounding the, the, the bad Merid, <laughs> the bad guy Merid, mm. to kind of m make it, you know, a uh, stumble, basically. Mm -hmm. And as I'm doing that, I shout again in common, um, I know you don't know me, I'm an outsider, but I saw this individual... Um, make a deal earlier, and there's something wrong with that ring he's about to shake your hand with. So, can you control two different areas of water? I can, it's a, it's a hundred foot cube. I don't know how big this room is. Okay, we'll, we'll go with it. Uh, so you create basically a bubble right under the one with the ring who's going for the handshake, and it <laughs> falls in this you know, absence of buoyancy and splashes down, you know, however many feet you want it to be because it's a huge range. And then you try to shout something as you start, as you, you know, bring your hands up and 
cast this spell is does it have a somatic component a verbal component yeah roll me <laughs> roll me something before you cast this as you try to make your words work roll yeah let's call it a charisma you can do charisma or performance if you have okay. a boost to it they're the same 11 i was looking for a 10 yes about a 50 50 shot uh so you somehow managed to out this word and the water parts this married lord no the the married uh solicitor falls splashes into the water again underwater which is an interesting sight yeah and it's just yeah basically like a like a block of water being separated but surrounded by water still mm -hmm. and stuff goes a little bit crazy in the immediate aftermath so do i get to do i get my words out you start to get the words out but then you feel a uh uh spear like pressing into your throat and two more like pin your hands back against the wall unless you want to resist which you're free to do but if you're just kind of going with no, it that's I'll, what happens I'll allow. so they get like two spears in each of your palms because they saw you waving your hands about to cast the spell mm-hmm. and one of them you know is like pinning your chin up to the roof of your mouth so you can't spit any words out and okay. then there's another one like right in your gut and some of the other merfolk guards basically do the same to a Butch, who is now in humanoid form, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, you can breathe at least. So you can breathe, and he coughs a little bit as he gets used to, you know, breathing water. It's yeah. an interesting feeling. And so they just pin you back, okay. and all of the 12 merit lords just start shouting in <laughs> unison and like pointing and, what's going on? Okay, okay, okay. Several more guards rush in from multiple entrances hearing this commotion and it's just pandemonium for a good like little bit did that merit get away did the solicitor merit get away the solicitor merit is still there as the merfolk kind of came in the doors and some of them barred it and made sure you know no one in or out until they figure out what the heck is going on okay the merit lord on the higher pedestal the chief lord or the uh, prime lord or the lord of lords <laughs> one of those the 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 main one sort of like silences everyone with a mm-hmm. and everyone goes quiet and everyone's looking at each other you've got a bunch of guards all like pointing it's like the john wick poster with all the guns pointed at john wick's yeah. face but there's like a bunch of spears all pointed at you and butch and then there's guards on all the doors and some of them are like surrounding the married lords and some of them are around this solicitor who's just kind of floating there looking about like nervously mm-hmm. the married lord points to you and some of the guards and says and waves its finger mm-hmm. indicating like bring her over here okay under the guard of about you know Six or so spears all pointed at you. They start to ferry you over. I go. They push you up so you're about five or so feet away from this married lord who goes... Am I in water? Am I in my cube? Um. So it's a... How long does it last? Is it concentration? It is concentration. How long does it last? Ten minutes. Ten minutes? Um. So I guess you could still have uh, a bubble around you if you want yeah i'll i'll shrink it down and i'll just put a bubble around my head basically so that i can you know use use my vocal cords and everything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but so i'm like in front of it now Mm -hmm. okay 
um, and I'll, I'll speak. I'll be like, apologies for the interruption and uh, for this kind of, you know, interrupting that um, presentation. Um, I hope I'm hoping that you can understand at least a little bit of what I'm saying. Uh, this the, the, the merit that was about to shake your hand and she'll gesture kind of towards towards that other merit. I saw them earlier making a deal with another merit, and right before I saw it shake your hand, I saw a ring being switched around, and I was concerned that knowing the history of you know very various merits uh, vying for power, I was concerned that this could be an assassination attempt right in front of me, um, and wanted to do something that I could. If I've overstepped, I apologize, but no one at least has been harmed. The, uh, married lord in front of you rolls its merity eyes and says, and gestures for Butch to be brought forward. And then it reaches out a hand towards you and a hand toward Butch and taps you both on the shoulder and you feel magic <laughs> extend out towards you as it casts tongues upon Yay! you. Yay! <laughs> I don't have access to that spell. <laughs> so you now have the ability to understand any spoken language you hear. Wonderful. When you speak, any creature that knows at least one language can hear you and understand what you say. At least you have the effects on you. And the okay. Merit Lord rolls its eyes and says, Whose are you? We are Alabslons. Why have you disturbed this meeting? Your naming one of the three does not grant you any power here. Tell me who you are and what you are doing here, or I will have my guards kill you where you stand. My name is Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. This is Butch. Uh, we both come originally. Arr, Butch, dead left at your service. <laughs> <laughs> we both originally come from the material plane. Um, the reason that uh, we are here is we. Um, well, the reason that this disturbance happened was because as we were making our way towards you, we saw this individual indicating towards the Merid. We saw this individual making a deal with another Merid. We don't know who they are necessarily, but as we saw from our vantage point back there, uh, them shaking each of, each of your hands, sir, as, a, as, as they approached you, they switched their ring around and there was something there on that ring. We were far away. We couldn't exactly see what it was, but we don't know why they would switch a ring around just to shake your hand. <sighs> we could have we could have overstepped. It might not have been our place, but at least no one's been hurt as of yet. The merit narrows its eyes as there are some murmurs from either side. See if the air breather speaks the truth. Bring me that one. And it points at the Merit Solicitor. And as you look down, you can see now, uh, sort of like as the it's kind of dropped what it was holding, and the board is advertising it was trying to sell something. And as you look a little bit closer, you can see that the board has a new design for a trident with four times <laughs> instead of three. This is amazing. <laughs> like, new look, same great stabbing. 
and some of the merfolk guards turn their spears on this particular merid and bring it up towards this prime merid. It's ring! Take it! And one of the uh, merfolk who looks to be more like a lieutenant or a captain or someone more in charge pulls the ring off the finger and presents it forward. Uh, The merid takes it, examines it, and sort of holds it out. And you can see that it's a ring. It kind of looks like one of those rings with like the flat plate on it. Mm -hmm. And in some of the designs, it's got like a little pinprick. Yeah. The merit turns and hands it over to one of the other lords who examines it and waves a hand. Ooh, okay. Waves a hand, mutters a few words, and then examines it, turns it forward and says, Indeed, Lord Jazas, poison. There was an assassin in our midst. The Prime Lord looks at you, retakes the ring, says, Gods, imprison that one. We will deal with them when the time comes. And the uh, the poor solicitor <sighs> with the four-tined trident starts shouting like, No, no, I can explain! I can explain everything! No! And just gets pushed out into one of the halls. Jeez. Yeah. The Prime Merit, Lord Jazas turns to you. Why have you, an air breather, come to such lengths to intrude on our sanctum? I think we have made it abundantly clear we want nothing to do with you, your kind, anyone who is not of imminent value to us. Speak. Or you will suffer the same fate as him. I understand. The reason that I have come to this plane um, is to seek an item of power. As far as I know, you call it the Isle of Dread. There is something there that I seek. And um, the reason that we're here in front of you is... um, we know that you have great powers, great powers of, of transportation and teleportation. And I know that usually we would have, we would not be of interest to you. But surely I just saved your life. So that is not for nothing. We are hoping that you can just send us back to the material plane and we can be out of your hair and have no more dealings with you. It is because you have pointed out an assassin in our midst that I have not had you killed on the spot. You are looking for something. And you wish for passage back to your plane. That's correct. This is within our power. Of course. Few things are outside the power of the married lords. <laughs> Everyone else like cheers. Like, yeah! <laughs> Your quick action has granted you this audience, but why should we use our power to help you beyond letting you survive to see another day? There are those on the material plane who would gather, surely you know of the Abeleth, 
Surely you know of the dragons that once roamed freely on the material plane. The Aboleth do not bother us. Uh, right. We have Currently. no quarrel with the Aboleth, who have lived here many, many years. There are those on the material plane who would gather the forces of the dragons, who would lay claim on the material plane, and who would ally themselves again with the Aboleth. And your, surely then they would become an issue with you. Your petty politics on the material plane are of little interest to us. We are confident in our abilities to curb any insurrection the Aboleth should bring against us. You must prove to us that you are useful here and now, not for an eventuality in the future. Is there something that you would like done that we can barter f for passage? The Prime Lord starts to uh, pontificate. <laughs> As I have said, the power of the married lords is vast. There is little that one such as you could provide to rival the power held in our hands. And one of the other ones on the far edge, a slightly smaller one, sort of pushes its glasses up on its nose and says, <clears throat> um, Lord Jesus, what of the great ooze? <laughs> oh, no. The Prime Lord Jesus thinks for a moment. Hmm. Perhaps. Perhaps. How willing are you to receive our aid? She'll, like, look over at Butch. She'll be like... Butch nods. Arr. Very willing. There is, perhaps, something you could do to gain our favor. All right. Our dominion, the plain of water, is bordered by the plain of earth. The border between these are the silt flats and the swamp of oblivion where our reach and our power are at their ends. There has been a disturbance coming over from this swamp. The great ooze which leaks into our land our territory, and pollutes our water. Perhaps were you to destroy or turn back, push this great ooze back into the plain where it originated, perhaps we could hear you out. What is this great ooze? Is it doing? Is it just existing? It is growing. It is consuming everything it touches and expanding further and further into our little slice of paradise. <laughs> and it came from the plain of Earth? The plain of Earth. The swamp of oblivion. How big has it gotten? Large. <laughs> 
How long has it been here? I believe our perceptions of time are different, so my answer would mean little to you. Do you know if it was sent or if it just happened upon the, you know, the... the its origins are unclear. Okay. But if, if I'm understanding oozes correctly, when I know anything about oozes as a person... You'd know a little bit. Okay. It, it's, it's more of a... It's not necessarily a malevolent force as opposed to just a kind of... A, a more mindless creature wanting to grow. Does that seem accurate? Call it what you will. It is infringing on our domain and must be removed. If you provide this service for us, perhaps we will send you home. Is there any sort of a agreement or deal that we can, you know, agree to beforehand to ensure that we're both, you know, adequately doing our end of the bargain? No. <laughs> no, we do not enter into deals with the likes below you. So you have, ze- you have zero... Come to us having written this plane of the Great Ooze. And perhaps you will have our favor. Is there some sort of... Will you know as soon as it's gone? Or is there something that I can do to prove we it's gone? We have eyes everywhere. All right. But any further evidence you can bring would only strengthen your case. How far from here is is the is the ooze? Again, our perceptions of time and space are very different. Go to the silt flats, further into the swamp of oblivion, and you will find it. So it's not yet actually in the ocean. It is making its way. Okay. It corrupts. The area around it. Its effects are seen on our borders even now. We will do this, and we will hold you to your end as well. <laughs> Is this of agreement, my lords? And the other eleven go. Aye. I should. I should also clarify that it'll be the two of us who will be needing to be sent back, and a few others. Just go. Be gone with you. I wanted to make sure that you had all the information up front. (laughs) Out of our presence. Return. Having defeated the Great Ooze. Or return not at all. What can we... uh, Next time, when we inevitably defeat the Ooze... um, and we want to gain your presence. Is there something we should say to the person who is usually um, at the desk? They at will be aware of you. All right. Now be gone. All right. You have taken enough of our time already. Thank you for your audience. <laughs> and the uh, merfolk guards pull back their spears a little bit, mm-hmm. but then start prodding you in yeah. a particular direction. And, and you know, we'll go and everything. You are escorted through a series of winding 
halls into like a vertical tunnel that you are swum up, swam up, swimmed up. After a period of time, you break into the surface. Mm -hmm. The merfolk continue to follow you until you get to a large set of doors, Mm -hmm. which they unlock, open, and shove you through. You see the back of the ivory desk and this bored mermaid who turns back to you, rolls her eyes, (laughs) doesn't even say anything, and turns back, and then the doors clang shut behind you. As you see this band of Carhoon, Slab, Squat Thrust, Bold, Big Flank, Bolt, Vander Huge, and Thick McRunfast. <laughs> All standing, waiting for your return. We go we go up to them, yeah. Carhoon steps forward first and he says, Ah, glad to see you back. I take it things well. You're not dead, so that's good. We're not dead, so that's good. We have good news and bad news. Arr, what's the good news? Slab squat thrust. Uh, Steps forward as well. The good news is that they have tentatively agreed to send us all back. Aye, that's fantastic news. The bad news is we have to do something for them in return, and then also the bad news is they're not guaranteed that even if we do that, they will send us back. Yeah, that's less good news, but it's farther than we've ever gotten with them. So, uh, you know, Captain, I don't know if you've you've sensed it. You've you've charted these waters. Um, Apparently, there is a, you know, this plane abuts the plane of Earth, and apparently, there's there's some great some great creature, some great ooze, who is making its way from that plane to this, and is poisoning the water around it as it gets closer. I wouldn't know about that. I I know the plane you're talking about, but we haven't sailed that far over in a while. It's past the Sea of Light, and, well, we've had no reason to come this far in quite some time. Unfortunately, that's the way that we need to go. So, you're telling me we've got to take care of this giant ooze? Apparently, yeah. And then they'll send us home after you've got what you came for. Uh, uh, hopefully, again, they were didn't want to say for sure, but it seems like they... I mean, they seem kind of like folk that will at least keep their word. Hmm, well, it's a better, uh, better odds than we've ever had. Mm-hmm. I also did save the main married lord from being assassinated, so that's something. Oh, that's very good. Exactly. So at least that got us an audience with them. Hmm. Well, interesting. And if apparently if we kill the ooze, we'll be in their favor. So. And then they'll send us home. Assuming you survive to get the thing you're looking for. Yes. Hmm. Well, what do you know about oozes? I don't know very much. I mean, from my understanding, they're they're kind of mindless and just consume what's in their path and don't necessarily have a have a malevolence or or a or anything like that. They just are. Well, we can talk on the way. This is the best chance we've had at getting home in twenty years. Let's get back to the mutiny yes. and start making our way. Yes. Uh, Slab turns heel and wades through the water towards the pearly gates that let you in here. 
slides them open, pushes them open, and makes quick time back to the dinghies. All right, we follow. Uh, but she'll, um, Octavia will fall back with Carhoon a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of recap everything and, and say what they saw. And then we'll also be like, should we try to go to the Isle of Dread before we fight this ooze? If I get another item of power, I'll be that much more powerful to fight a, a giant ooze that even these elemental creatures are afraid of or are unable to take care of. Well, um, I have to separate Carhoon's accent from the pirate <laughs> accent. Well, you know, um, I think uh, obviously our friends here would prefer... Wow, I'm losing it. Uh, obviously our friend. Mm, my goodness. No, no, where is it? Carhoon, come back. Well, you know, um, I, d- I don't know. I think our friends here would uh, prefer to go to this ooze right away. And I don't know if we'll be able to conf- convince them otherwise. Especially because we don't have a guarantee that we'll come back from the aisle. True. Obviously, I'd like to think so. We've been through a lot. We've been through our fair share of scrapes. But this is something we've never dealt with before. Something we've never dealt with before. Okay. Ugh. I just want to... I just want to go there and get it over with. So, I think... I think we could... I think we'll probably have to end up going to the ooze first. Okay. That does make sense. Ugh. If you can convince them, all the better. No, I mean... And then... I mean, if we can't deal with an ooze, I would hate to have them have to deal with it, because, yes, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I have some abilities that, obviously, they're very, very strong, but <laughs> I do have some abilities that maybe they wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah, they don't seem to be able to do any... Oh, there we go, I got it again. They don't seem to be able to do any magic, so right. I think you're... Uh, I think that would be helpful with dealing with a giant ooze. I think without us, ooze. they're not going to have much of a chance. Yeah, okay. Well, I just wanted to give you the, the lowdown of what happened down there. All right. Who's first? Who's first? Dragon next. Fingers crossed. Dragon Let's do next. it. All right. You and Carhoon get up to your dinghy with Bolt and Thick, who start rowing after Bold, Butch, and Slab. You row out past, leaving the Citadel, a big white finger sticking out of the ocean behind you. Mm-hmm. Make your way through these spikes jutting out of the sea and come up to the side of Ryder's Mutiny. You're attached to the side, you're hoisted aboard and debark onto the top deck. A punt is there to greet you and gives the captain an update. It doesn't seem like much happened while you were gone. But uh, Slab walks over and gets on the top deck, calls all of the pirates, all of the crew ups, and he says... Our friends, crew, we've been through a lot together. We've sailed these seas backward and forward for nigh on 20 years with naught but hope to keep us going. Hope that one day, one day we could see familiar seas and come to rest on familiar land once again. Well, that day may soon be upon us. How our friends, new friends, Octavia, Miss Sinclair, and Caroon, have spoken on our behalf to the married lords. We have an avenue home. 
The only thing that stands in between us and going home again is a giant ooze <laughs> over there in the silt flats and the swamp of oblivion. Now we've faced our fair share of monsters, of horrible creatures who wanted not but to kill us, eat us, suck the flesh from our bones. I think if any crew could handle what we're about to do, it would be the crew of the Riders' Mutiny. So let's go kill that ooze, and let's go home. And everyone's like, Aah! And then he starts barking orders, mm-hmm. and the ship hoists the anchor and just starts zipping as fast as it can. Awesome. Off in the direction towards what you would guess to be where the plane of Earth abuts this plane. What do you and Carhoon do in this time? Um, I guess she'll wonder like how how much time. Again, I know time's kind of relative, but like, is it something that's going to be, you know, we'll get there in half an hour, or is it like overnight again? It's probably going to be at least a day or so. Okay. Um, well, that's good to know that she'll be able to kind of take take a wee. But we'll be doing some rolling to find out. Break. Um, get some spell slots back. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess she'll go up to, you know, go up to uh, Slab and be like, what do you know about these these silt flats and, and the Swamp of Oblivion? What's... Very little. You see, we're a seafaring ship, not a swamp-faring ship. So we've basically seen this horrible place. We sent a few dinghies out to scout to see if there was any dry land, but we couldn't find anything. At least, nothing worth leaving the mutiny behind for and do haven't they just, really come back since. Do they just go on and on? It's They go on far farther than we were willing to explore. Okay. If what you say is true, there's a plane of Earth beyond that, but I'm sure that presents its own challenges. <laughs> At least here, we've got a solid ship. Okay. And have you ever heard of creatures coming over the, the flats? Ah, uh, we're not... Terribly in touch with too many folks, and what we've, what little we've heard hasn't been about the borders of these planes. Okay, okay. So I can't say with any certainty, but it seems like earth-dwelling creatures might not do so well in a sea plane, and sea-dwelling creatures, vice versa. Understandably, understandably. Okay. And then, um... He grabs you by the arm and sort of takes you away from the crew, and he says, Look, my crew, we're all strong, hearty folks. Swing a sword with the best of them. Punch harder than, well, most people can punch. But when it deals, when it comes to, uh, creatures that are beyond just a simple... You know, shark or mm-hmm. meat puppet that we can hack at until it's dead. Mm-hmm. I know I spoke a good game out there, but these men need to believe that they could do it. Of course. But I've dealt with oozes in the past and, well, driving a, a ship full of wood and people full of flesh into it isn't the best strategy, if you know what I mean. No, no, that makes sense. So I want to know what your thinking if this seems like something that you with our powers combined will be able to pull off because 
I don't want to sail my men to their death. I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, I wouldn't anticipate that just swinging a sword at it would be the greatest strategy or, or punching it would be the greatest strategy either. Um, so I'm anticipating, you know, trying to do some further away, you know, magic with it. Um, but I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, with me and Carhoon and then with your crew together, I don't know if you have any ballista or long range things. We've got a deck full of them. I believe you saw them. Okay, right. An episode or so ago. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I can remember if they still had like art, like ammunition for them. Type yeah. Of thing. Um, so I think if we use those sorts of methods, that that would probably be best. Get as close as we can, but also out of reach. Well, I certainly hope that you know what you're talking about. I mean, to a point, I've never encountered a giant ooze that, you know, elemental lords of the Plane of Water have not been able to deal with, so I, I can't say that this is something that is run-of-the-mill for me. Aye. Well, I guess dying in a blaze of glory beats sailing endlessly until we die of old age, so... Better one way or the other. Exactly. Ah. Well, here's hoping. Start coming up with a plan. Who knows how long it'll take us to get there. Will do. I'm, I'm going to go conference with Carhoon now. All right. Uh, so what do you what do you talk to Carhoon about? Um, well, I mean, he's obviously so much smarter than I am. I'm like, yo, Carhoon, what do you, what do you know about oozes? <laughs> well, you know. roll a uh, nature check, probably. For him? Yeah. 19. Carhoon says, well, it depends on, uh, it depends on what kind of ooze it is. There's several different, different, uh, types. Most of them, we can be sure that, uh, they're gonna eat away at whatever's inside them. Right. They're fairly acidic in their makeup, so delving within them is probably a quick way to die. Right. Is there physical weapons can hurt them, but if you use them too much, they'll probably degrade after a time. So I, I would advise not getting too close. Are we able to like set them on fire? Are they flammable? Or you said that they're acidic. So I mean, I guess if we threw like something acidic at them, they that wouldn't hurt them that much. Yeah, it's uh, probably not the best idea. Again, it depends on exactly what kind of ooze it is. Some are uh, less uh, susceptible to fire, some aren't. It really depends on what we see when we get there. I mean, so this is one that was coming over the plane of water, and, and they were saying it was corrupting corrupting the water kind of there on the borders. Um, or, I'm sorry, this is coming over from the plane of Earth, and it's corrupting the waters here on the border. Um, does that kind of give you any inclination of maybe what type it could be? Hmm. Uh, not really, okay. unfortunately. But I'm going to guess anything with acid and poison probably isn't good. Okay. Hmm, so, I I don't know. Perhaps there's some reason why the Zeus has gotten so big that we can find and disable. Uh, perhaps we just have to hit it hard and a lot until it just dissolves. The Merit Lords also mentioned just turning it away. You know, turning it back, having it go back to the, the plane of Earth. Um, 
But from what I understand, mm, oozes cool. aren't really intelligent, so I don't really know. It's not like we could reason with it. That's that's fair. That's I, fair. You know, I don't really know how we could, unless we could be like, oh, there's something yummy over there in the plane of Earth. I don't know. Mm. If we can bait it or, you know, leave a trail of breadcrumbs. Hmm, that's not a bad idea if we could find something that uh, oozes are attracted to. Is there something? So, I mean, I know that, you know, they they kind of break down and dissolve anything that gets inside of them. I mean, do they have a preference to, like, flesh? Or do they really not care just anything that's in their path? They tend to eat organic matter, at least the ones that eat, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. We'd have to find something big enough to actually get its attention. I guess we could try fishing again while we're along the way and see if we can get a big ol' fish. That'd be a really big fish. I don't. I don't know. Um, were there uh, the 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 wreckage that was around the rocks mm-hmm. there? Was there be something big enough there that we could kind of gather and kind of create a pseudo ship out of all that wreckage. I mean it's all wreckage. Okay. There's very little left and what is there has probably been there for so long that it's not worth salvaging. Okay. I was trying to think of making like another little decoy or something. Octavia will go back up to slab and be like, "You know, I've known I know you've sailed this way once or twice before. Are there any like giant fish?" that are in this area that we could try fishing for or trawling for? I mean, there's there's a lot of big creatures out here. It's a large ocean, though. And I don't know how much this boat could could carry. Right. And we don't necessarily want to trail it behind us. There's, of course, large fish and whales and sharks and even more unspeakable creatures. But uh, I don't know what we have the capability of capturing on board. No, that makes sense. Unless you and your magic can convince them to join us. I think it'd be hard to convince them to join us to be bait. Yeah, probably. Uh, Especially because if we we bait it away, we're going to have to throw it. You know, closer to the plane of Earth, and then any any fish wouldn't really want to stay there. Mm. Um. Okay. Um. And then thinking, you know, at Carhoon again, um, Octavia will be like, I mean, I could turn into a big like flying thing and kind of lure it. You know. Yeah. Maybe it's. I think trying to lure it is not a bad idea, but. How we do it will be... They don't really have eyes, you know? No, yeah, it has to figure just out kind of moosh there. around. So. Okay. I guess it'll be a whole lot of, like, see what is there when we actually get there. Kind of. I mean, maybe have a generalized idea of what to do, but... I think we're gonna have to see what we're up against and come up with a plan on the fly. Okay. Well, that's... Usually, how we operate, so yeah, I feel like we, that's we do, kind of just business as normal. We do our best work that way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we uh, we rest up and continue helping out until mm-hmm. we get there, huh? I think so. And All I mean, right. sure, maybe if we catch a big fish, great, but. Alright, um, so. You 
continue helping out with the fishing unless you want to do something else. And Carhoon continues helping out from the crow's nest as the rider's mutiny makes its way through the waves towards the border between the plane of water and the plane of earth. The next day passes, largely uneventful. Some storm clouds off the distance that come by, maybe a little close for comfort. The seas get a bit choppy, but nothing that the crew can't handle. The following day, as evening starts to come, you hear Carhoon shout from the crow's nest, Ah, land ho! Something ho! Something ho! Over there! And is pointing towards the bow of the ship, and several of the other pirate sailors rush up to the the front of the boat, the bow, and start peering over to see what they could see. And Slab comes out of his cabin and walks forward. He looks out and then shouts back, Double time, boys! We're almost there! And you can see, if you peer out, that far in the distance, the clear blue waters Mm -hmm. start to uh, far on the edge, almost like there's land out Mm -hmm. there, but you know it's not quite. It's just like a dark strip on the horizon that clearly is different from the ocean. Mm -hmm. Slab turns to you and says, as I said, we've only been out here about once before, and it wasn't for very long. So once we find this ooze, well, I'd prefer to get out of here post-haste, so... Yeah, I would agree. All right. Everyone prepare yourselves for battle. This is one that will be passed down in the annals of history if we all survive. A battle for the ages. Riders Mutiny and their crew with two visitors up against the Great Ooze. Ah, I can already hear the songs being sung about it. Hold fast, boys. We're almost home. And the boat continues making its way down. And as the evening wears on and the sun begins to set, it becomes a bit more clear and the water becomes darker, not just because the sun is going down, but you can see it's getting just a bit more opaque, Mm. a bit blacker, a bit slimier looking, Mm. not the clear, Mm -hmm. clean waves that were coming off. It smells a little bit different. It doesn't have that nice fresh sea salt smell. It's a bit more putrid, a bit stagnant, stale. And towards the evening, as you're finally making your way up, you can see far ahead the the borders of what looks like just swampy, silty grossness. The boat kind of pulls up and starts to turn parallel as you're still not... Sure exactly where this great ooze is. And Slab just says, Well, run parallel to it until we find our prey. Sounds good. I'm sure I'm sure it has to be gigantic. Mm-hmm. All crew not needed for sailing get a good night of sleep. We're gonna need you when we find this thing. That goes for you too. And he points to you mm-hmm. and Carhoon and he says We'll let you know as soon as we see anything. Yes, sir. And we'll we'll head down under. So the boat continues moving, sailing up and down this stretch, this border between the plains. Early in the morning, 
there's shouting coming from up above. And you and Karhoon feel yourselves being roused awake by hands shaking your shoulders as pirates get up and, and are hunched over you and they're saying, This is it. I think we found it. And they just say that, shake you awake, and run up okay. to the top. What do you do? Do you follow? Do you do something else? What do you do? Uh, we, uh... You know, she'll, she's in this hammock, and I feel like she uh, throws her blanket off a little bit too quickly and kind of in, in her haste to get out of the hammock probably, like, falls a little bit, um, but then, like, rightens herself up, <sighs> makes sure that she has her breastplate on okay, makes sure that she has this cloak on, she puts her hand on the belt, makes sure that she has the ring on, grabs her staff, and will follow. All right. You and Garoon strap on your stuff Mm -hmm. and rush up, and for the first time, you can see the entire crew of the Riders Mutiny on the top deck. They're all just pointing out, and like, hands over their eyes, straining against the sun, and you can see on the horizon this brackish, brownish layer of gross, silty, swampy goodness that's just like filtering into the ocean, and then... You can see where everyone's pointing a great mound of black, green, glistening. It kind of looks like jello that's just kind of rolling over on top of itself. And you know those tubes that were like a tube in the center and it just kept like sliding Mm -hmm. over on itself? Kind of like that, just slowly. rolling its way further and further and there's little tendrils of it sticking out that are leaching into the water and green like fluid is sort of radiating off of it into the oceans at large you can see in the general area there's like belly up fish and just bad stuff slab runs up to you and he says all right this is it there she is get ready I feel like I should say something cooler than that. <laughs> no, that that was that was cool enough. No, we are we're 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 ready. All right. Men set course dead ahead for the great ooze. And we'll pick up their next episode. Oh dun, dun, dun. Right. I want I want to ask Carhoon if I'm like, now you can see it. Do you know what kind it is? <laughs> That's my first question I want to ask him. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to get in touch with us and let you know that, uh, let us know that you enjoyed it, which would be great. Uh, we are active on social media, um, both Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast. Also, if you want to be a really good friend for the show, we would love for you to leave a review on your uh podcast uh catcher of choice is a really great way for us to grow the charge uh charts uh it's a really great way it's a really great way for us to grow in the charts and have more people uh listen to our game and to our show and also just means a, a whole whole lot to us that you would take the time to do that as always again thank you so much and catch y'all next week <laughs>